This is 69 The Podcast. I'm Dave Haynes. 69 has been covering the digital signage industry since the dawn of man, first online and now as a podcast. The goal on here is to make listeners aware of interesting companies, smart people, and new technology developments, all of them meaningful in making digital signage projects happen. I try to help listeners understand sometimes complicated subjects and why they should care. The podcasts are free and I try to get a new one out weekly, but things happen now and then. The 69 Podcast has been gratefully sponsored and supported since the start by Jeremy Gavin and the fine folks at ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. ScreenFeed makes beautiful-looking, totally automated content for signage and digital out-of-home networks. Check them out at ScreenFeed.com. 69 has been around since 2006, and the publication and podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which provides customer engagement solutions for business. You can find them at Spectrio.com. When I was doing my initial recon walk through the many halls of ISC a few weeks back, I went by a stand that was highlighting something called the Global Signage Alliance, which was unfamiliar to me and made me curious. The stand's occupants weren't there and I was on the go, so I never got a chance to get filled in at the show, but I asked some questions and made some contacts after the fact. I assume this was a Eurocentric version of the Digital Signage Federation. There have been two or three of those, I think, and maybe this was another, but it turns out that's not what the GSA is all about. It's a formalized user community for Samsung digital signage software and smart display products. The cynic in me thought, okay, this is kind of like big pharma and energy companies that form institutes. Imagine me doing air quotes around institutes. But that's not what this is, according to GSA chairman Mark Ossel. He says the organization was initiated out of common needs among companies, starting in the Netherlands, who wanted to share information, ideas, and business opportunities, who were all also using Samsung CMS software Magic Info or Samsung smart signage displays. It's the shared purpose strength in numbers thing at play here. However, also did say that Samsung does now provide some financial support. This makes sense, at least to me. A user group has the interest and mission to stay closer to a product and its evolution, as opposed to being disparate end users that end up with new functions or features just getting dropped on them by a technology company, which happens. For Samsung, they can be closer to some key customers and support a user community without perhaps doing as much heavy lifting to build and nurture that community. Mark, thank you for joining me. Can you tell me what the Global Signage Alliance is all about? Yeah, my pleasure, Dave. Thanks for asking. The Global Signage Alliance is a user group, meaning a a group of companies, individuals, um, from the digital signage world. Being Mm -hmm. um, coming from the creative side, coming from the services side, or being an end user company using digital signage. So it's all kind of companies who basically come together in the organization. It's a non-profit organization um, on a global scale um, yeah, to exchange information, to share experiences. Um, but at the same time, where there are opportunities to work together, um, do as such. Uh, because mm. these days, more and more opportunities cross country boundaries. Um, as well as, of course, cross the own uh, area of specialism. So mm-hmm. you want to join forces with other companies to basically um, be able to fulfill the requirements of a, of a proposal, a tender procedure, where you basically need to combine yeah, hardware, software, services, implementation, installation, integration, whatever it is, uh, beyond what your own capabilities are. 
So it's mm -hmm. working together as well. And then last but not least, yeah, joining forces, meaning on marketing events or all kind of exposures, um, which we jointly do to promote digital signage um, and the capabilities of the group, whereby moreover the group as well secures quality of what is being delivered by in fact um, ensuring training to employees, staff, members of all, uh, raising the bar um, in, in quality of what being delivered. Um, in the future, we're not there yet, um, want to create a, a quality stamp uh, to say it as well, um, to basically let the market know, the buyers know, these are companies who have the right skills to deliver a quality solution. What's the backstory? Where did this come from? Well, it started in the Netherlands with a few um, companies in digital signage who basically experienced it makes sense to work together as well as to exchange experience, information, sharing. Um, and those companies had, well, in fact, an informal network uh, then was growing with other companies across Europe. Um, and then basically, yeah, it, it came to the point that we said it makes sense if we formalize this as a nonprofit organization with mm -hmm. a structure um, of members, uh, have a dedicated staff, have a formal, yeah, let's have a board and comply with all the uh, necessity, uh, the, the things you want to have as a decent organization. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was at ISE, two, three weeks ago, I was walking through one of the, the halls, the Digital Signage Hall, and walked by the Global Signage Alliance stand. Unfortunately, there was, uh, must have stepped away for a bio break or something like that. There wasn't anybody there to chat with. So I, I'm catching up after the fact. And I assumed when I was walking by that, oh, this is kind of like a European version of the Digital Signage Federation. And uh, there, there's been a couple of runs at that by different organizations in the past. I'm not quite sure where they're at, but when I'm digging into it a little bit, I actually see this is not necessarily a broad community. It's it's really focused around Samsung and Magic Info and, and its platform. Is that accurate? And what, why is that, if, if so? Yeah, well, well spotted. And yeah, pity I wasn't there at the time you passed by, but um, it was interesting to, let's say, we wanted to... to raise the awareness for the GSA at, at uh, ISE. And mm -hmm. ISE basically does recognize that we now start to represent a segment of the, the, their target audience you know, of the market. Um, and they were willing to, to give us the ability to be there at sta on, on stage. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we are, let's say, linked to Samsung platforms, not only Magic Info, in fact, any Samsung platform. Reason being, you need to make a choice um, as a company on what technologies you use. Mm -hmm. um, and Samsung, of course, has well approximately a half of the, uh, the screens uh, come from Samsung. We do believe in the architecture and the embedded capabilities in the screens. So yeah, it, it made sense that all those companies joining forces using the Samsung platforms and believe that is the, the proper way forward. Um, we also get some support from Samsung, uh, and that works both ways. Um, as a user group, we are now recognized to Samsung as well as a proper sounding board for them 
providing mm -hmm. input to the requirements of the market. Um, so they listen to us. We talk directly to their developers um, and give direction to, to the developments and the next generation based on what we feel we need as a market. And with new products, of course, we, we are the guinea pigs to test it uh, before it gets to market. So it works um, both for both ways. It works quite good to have a loyal, de dedicated, highly skilled um, group of companies working with Samsung on moving, yeah, let's say, digital signage to the next level. Yeah, I, I could certainly see the the business advantage to to companies to stay close to uh, Samsung or some other company that's developing a platform like that, because you can either have the the new advances, the new thinking uh, dropped in your lap, and hopefully it it makes you happy, or or you can be contributing to what that uh, development roadmap and product roadmap looks like by being you know tight with them. Exactly, exactly. And now we not only get to know it in the beginning, but we basically drive development as well in the direction. And we have the discussions on next generation technologies because there might be a time delay of, of one, two years from development to, to market release. So we mm -hmm. are involved in early stage, but as well with any changes to current products and new requirements or um, take with new products as well, the migration path. Um, from one to another, or the coexistence, mm -hmm. uh, it all comes to play. And then, yeah, being able to provide feedback from the market, from real, um, from people who work with it on a daily basis, um, that is to the development team of great value as well. Did did Samsung, as as a corporate entity, sort of approach the, uh, a, a loose knit group in the Netherlands to, you know, formalize something, or was this something that this group formalized and then went to Samsung and said, Hey, it would be, we, we would, we want to do this, but in order to make it happen, we need some financial support because the, the, there's just the day to day of, of a nonprofit. It's, it's, it, you may have a small budget, but you still have costs. Yeah, sure. So it went the first uh, way. So the group of companies coming together created the organization. Um, mm -hmm. regardless if Samsung would support it or not, uh, because we see the need and the benefit for for a group of companies working together, exchanging that information, all, all the things I said, uh, work together on larger projects, and we've seen the benefits already of that. Um, so the drive came from the market, and Samsung, that, yeah, they do welcome it. Do What happens if you are a digital signage company that uh, works across a number of platforms and not necessarily just uh, Magic Info and Samsung's embedded smart displays. It, is there any value in being a member and can you be a member? Yeah, well, good question. Huh? Because although many of the members we've got today are dedicated to using the Samsung platforms because that's where their skills and their knowledge is based upon, um, so I don't see many of them then using other technologies as well. Uh, but if there would be a company who has a mix of technologies, yeah, sure, they're welcome. Um, as long as they use the Samsung platforms as well, otherwise it wouldn't make sense for them to join. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm pretty confident that over time they will more and more over use the Samsung platforms because of the added value 
focusing on a specific platform and, and technologies. Uh, if mm. you spread your knowledge over uh, a number of um, platforms and, and development tracks, yeah, your your staff becomes too thin instead of really deep focused and, and trained on a specific technology. And I'm in favor of, of focus in every respect. And that means as well on, on skills, and knowing a little bit of multiple platforms give, does not give you the advantage of knowing some technologies and platforms uh, uh, very, very deep. Mm-hmm. How many members do you have right now? Well, um, we started, in fact, just before the Corona uh, time frame. Good timing. <laughs> and then, yeah, the timing was unfortunate. So we had to put it on hold and while yep. we could not, well, there were no events. There were, it was a bit of a strange world. So we uh, hold fire, cease fire for some time. And in fact, now this year we restarted, relaunched the organization. Um, we have a few dozen members right now. We gained, uh, in fact, it's, it's, it's uh, good to see that even during ISE, uh, quite some companies basically were interested a number of them signed up on the fly immediately um there are some of course who has let's say had to request permission internally or approval uh, from their senior management to join um but most of the yeah many of them if not all uh, see the benefit uh, if we talking and explain what we're doing um and the fees are so low that it's sort of is no that's not a, a showstopper to become a member we expect by the end of our June course of the year to bypass 100 companies as members mm-hmm. and then, of course, uh, grow beyond. For over a decade, ScreenFeed has been the reliable choice for beautifully designed, licensed content such as news and weather. We handle over 27 million requests a day to deliver dynamic content to 200,000 screens across the globe. Now we bring you ScreenFeed Connect a no-code solution that makes complex content projects easy. Projects that used to take our designers and developers weeks became a to-do we could complete before lunch. The easy-to-use browser-based tool leverages pre-built data connections and ready-made widgets to give you the power to design with data. Create team member profiles, schedules, tenant directories, progress boards, featured products, or anything that leverages your data. Discover how Connect empowers you to complete projects faster at screenfeed.com. When uh, you you have somebody walk by the stand at ISE or elsewhere and they say, okay, give me your elevator pitch. Why should I join? What do you tell them? Huh, good question. And that, that question, of course, um, we also did quite a lot of times. But sure. it's basically, if, you, um, if you're in digital signage and if you have projects um, which cross your own area of expertise or cross boundaries uh, geography um, and you need to act, to basically have and have a partner network uh, of companies you can rely on you know they deliver quality as well you build a let's say a family network um, mm-hmm. you can work together as well as you can uh, benefit from the experience or the complementary solutions which the other parts of the family have, yeah, then it makes sense for you to join as a member. Um, if you basically now look at the memberships, uh, they're mainly from Europe, but we now expanding as well. Well, 
in fact, in, in Africa, South Africa, have members um, in mid, mid um, Asia, uh, Eastern Europe is growing. Um, yeah, we get some interest um, from the United States. So it's getting more global as we speak as well. And is Samsung helping raise awareness? Oh, yes. They, uh, they welcome it in many respects. Um, first of all, in, in, yeah, this has become a channel to market for them, uh, a way to, to communicate to the market as well. New products provide training, um, which we're using. So we are using webinars where Samsung once in a while uh, does presentations as well as where if our members do presentations or demonstrate showcases of successes they have implemented, then we see Samsung staff um, joining those webinars to learn about how their product, products are being used in the market. So mm -hmm. in that sense, it works vice versa. They like the success stories. They like to understand how those products are used and um, see those showcases. And we basically create a portfolio on our portal as well as um, yeah, through, through online sessions. Um, get the messages across on what can be done or what has been done with the technology. So in a lot of ways, they're encouraging a user community, user forums, and user discussion without having to directly manage that themselves and, and sort of not create the illusion, but have that uh, sort of degree of separation so it doesn't feel entirely like, you know, here's, here's our Samsung forum, uh, come, come here and, oh, by the way, while you're here, we'll sell you our pots and pans. Correct, correct. It's, it's to some extent... It's, of course, related to technology and discussions on exchanging information about how they deploy uh, the, the technology. But it's the other wider um, discussion on trends as well. Take uh, the trend, clear trend to, to, to cloud, uh, not mm -hmm. only as storage, but also as software in the cloud, um, the integration of all the social media, uh, the metaverse type of concept, and the impact on, on digital signage. We spent quite some cycles on security. Um, we did uh, we did as well security um, audits um, on some solutions, um, interconnectivity and interactivity uh, as a topic being discussed, uh, where more and more um, sensors in, in any kind, any format, are being applied, um, where interconnection between applications to basically um, have more data-driven content, use more artificial intelligence in the backend um, between the different applications, which through APIs access data, um, the, 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 the market demand of more flexibility, more real-time interaction with the end user, the consumer as well. Uh, there are so many trends in the markets which are um, um, yeah, which, which can be discussed and are discussed between members. Like if, if you look at the, the younger generation, yeah, they want experiences in every respect, being in a museum or in a, in a retail store. Yeah, how can you create that experience? How can you create that interaction with their social media platform? Um, it all comes, comes to play and it's as mm -hmm. well 
regardless of the, the lower level technology, these are the topics being interest in, yeah, of interest to all the members being discussed. And yeah, if you talk about it and you hear uh, the different ideas, you always yeah, it triggers a, triggers your creativity as well. Um, so it's it's like yeah, once in a while we have those sessions where it's a bit like sitting with friends on the bar and discussing major things and trends you see, which mm. basically trigger your creativity to gain some new ideas, how to apply that as well. For, for the interest that you've had from North American companies, has there been any kind of pushback or questioning about, well, I'm already a member of the Digital Science Federation. Why would I also join this or do I have to choose? No, I don't think it's, uh, we don't get the matter of choosing. Well, in most cases, we talk to them, we see, they see the advantage, specifically for American companies, that they now get access to a network in, in, in Europe. And mm-hmm. if they have, have, have a customer a retail chain, which basically has a global presence, it's of, of great interest to, in fact, have now access to partners, a uh, partner network, friends and family in Europe, which basically in rollouts or in uh, that kind of thing, right. it, it is beneficial to basically expand your network, in fact, beyond the United States. So if there's a, uh, let's say, an integrator that is, is using Magic Info for, I'm, I'm actually, I'm thinking of a school district in, uh, in Florida, that an integrator that does a ton of stuff like that. If, if they somehow or other end up getting questions about, you know, could you take this platform to France or to the Netherlands or Belgium or whatever, if they're part of your alliance, they conceivably would have business ties to, or at least exposure to companies over there that could maybe do this in, in tandem with them or in collaboration with them. Exactly, exactly. You got it. And of course, as well, if they have a, built a great solution, why not promote that in Europe? Huh? And it might something which works, as you say, that school district example. Well, mm-hmm. maybe that is an application, an example, which could be a perfect showcase here. And it gives them access to this market through the network of partners here. Uh, one of the things that was happening at ISC, uh, apart from the, the Blackwalled Fortress that Samsung weirdly had the <laughs> limited access into, into their uh, whole stand, was discussion around the evolution of Magic Info and how there was a new platform coming called VXT. Is that something that uh, your group has been aware of and has been talking to Samsung about? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Long before ISZ, we started uh, discussions with Samsung on that new platform, VXD. Um, so, yeah, as I said, uh, our alliance is not limited to Magic Info, but all the platforms of Samsung. So VX will be part of it as well um, in the future. And we have discussed functionalities as well as uh, coexistence, migration between platforms and so on and so on with Samsung. So would you say there, there, there's there been a benefit around that in that uh, you, you, you somewhat have insider knowledge of what's coming ahead of perhaps some other companies that uh, are just now starting to get uh, exposure to what what this thing is? Yeah, absolutely. We had, uh, before ISZ, um, we had conversations about it already. Um, and at ISZ, we even had a 
specific uh, session uh, with Samsung and some of the members being present on this topic as well. So yeah, we are um, at the forefront of that development as a group. Now, there would be some people who would suggest this is kind of, it, it, it's got some similarities to, let's say, pharmaceutical manufacturers who create institutes and associations and uh, alliances and things like that uh, as kind of a front for their company and it gives them separation uh, by, by doing it that way. Are, are, are you getting those kinds of questions or even criticisms at all that, you know, this is, this is just a Samsung thing and, uh, you know, they've called it an alliance, but it's not really a nonprofit and, and, and so on. Well, no, I, in fact, I don't get it. Um, it is <clears throat> a truly non, non-profit organization uh, and independent. Um, it's our own choice uh, to work with, closely with Samsung. And yep. we see it as mutual beneficial. Uh, we're getting early insight. We have the ability to give feedback, um, change direction where we feel it would be required. Um, Samsung sees the advantage of having a loyal group um, which provides uh, of professionals with a proper uh, technical knowledge to provide valuable feedback. So mm -hmm. it's it's a win-win. Uh, there is no it's no dependency either way. There there is benefit is beneficial for both sides. And what uh, what's your background on this? Like how how did you get involved in in the the work that you do in digital science? What is that? Uh, I'm. Uh, I started a long time back, let's say, with a video company, but that goes back to the early 80s, 85, in fact, starting a video company. I've been in the IT industry uh, as well since the early 80s, so the combination of audio, video, and digit digitization has been my path. Um, being on the board of a science company for 30 years. Um, oh, wow. Which so, one was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Have done a number of a number of. It's a DVC, a Dutch company, pretty significant. Uh, one in digital signage uh, and in, in traditional signage, um, but yeah, let's say um, have some other activities as well in the energy sector. And it's funny to see that all those things now perfectly come together. Uh, energy and sustainability has become even a big thing in mm -hmm. in digital. It's one of the major topics and concerns of many customers, uh, What, uh, ranging from hey, how much energy does a screen uses or how can I manage the energy consumption or sustainability in a broader sense, uh, basically reflects everything from packaging, from your total CO2 footprint, um, which now becomes a, a topic in many discussions as well. So that's one we see as well in the development um, conversations of hardware uh, and what can you drive and manage through software in this sense on this this hot topic. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's such an interesting area now that uh, people in North America like me have kind of looked at Europe and thought, okay, well, that, that's, that's a different circumstance. Uh, few people in North America seem to be asking questions around energy consumption for computing devices and displays and so on. And then Ukraine happened and everything else has happened around it. And now you're even hearing 
people in the United States and Canada asking the questions around, you know, how, how much power is this consuming and how do we, how do we limit that? Exactly, exactly. It's from standby, the simple things like, hey, what's your standby power? Or, but it's also how can you control the energy? How can you measure it? How can you control it? And I'm, I'm assuming it goes a step further that even if you look at content, some content can create, uh, can, can use less power than others. Huh? It's, yeah, it's, you use all um, white, it's, it's, it's blinding and it's, it's really sucking it up. If you exactly. use black backgrounds, yeah. it's not using power. It's, it's those simple things make start to make a difference. Um, but then as well, the interaction, and it will, yeah, let's say if there's nobody walking in the in nearby, well, can you dim it? Uh, can you have yeah. a sensor checking that it, it dims if there's nobody? Uh, it's the same like, why would you have streetlights on if there's nobody in that area at all? Uh, mm. um, and so more, so more, more sophisticated solutions to address this topic. Um, are, are, let's say, yeah, hot, hot right now as well. So if people want to find out more about the Global Science Alliance, uh, where do they go? Uh, what do they need to do? Well, first of all, look at the website, gsalliance.org. Um, gs-alliance.org, right? Yes, correct. Thank you. Um, that's where they basically have the initial information and the contact details uh, to our staff who basically then provide them anything they want. Uh, and then we'll take it from there. Join that, that welcome them as a member. And it's just one tier of memberships, right? It's simple. Yeah, let's keep it simple. 250 euro and uh, you're in as, as long as you qualify. Exactly. 250 euro you're in and you start making money if you really use, <laughs> take advantage and use the, use the network. Right. Okay. Well, thank you very much for spending some time with me. Thanks, Dave, for asking the right questions and have the opportunity to get the GSA um, across to your audience as well. Thanks for that opportunity and uh, continue with your great programs. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you learned a thing or two. If you're new to 69, it's a podcast that's been around since 2016. You can click around the archive and find hundreds of conversations with smart industry people. If you're new to digital signage, you need to be reading 169 at 16-9.net. You'll find more than 8,000 posts by me and expert guest writers about this industry. 169 is not a press release republishing mill, like a lot of the stuff out there. If something makes it on 169, that means it matters in some way to the business. Everything about 169 is free. Great sponsors make my work possible, and the key one here is ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. Check out all the curated and automated content available at ScreenFeed.com. 16.9, the blog, and the podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which does customer engagement solutions, most of that digital signage, for all kinds of businesses. You'll find them in the Tampa area and online at Spectrio. That's Spectrio.com. You'll find me working out of a sunny back room in my house, located outside Halifax, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Haynes.